Hi, I'm Amy Schneider, and these are just cards. Uh, so I'm coming to you on a Saturday uh, when I chose to mark each full moon with a special reading. I forgot that full moons could happen on the weekends. So we get an extra podcast today, and of course that's part of the whole meaning of it. You know, weekends are, are a human intervention, and then the moon cares not for them. Uh, the, <laughs> the moon could quote the Dowager in Downton Abbey and say, What is a weekend? Uh, and it's, it sneaks up on us every month. That's been my favorite thing about observing the, the phases of the moon during this pandemic, is they go faster than you think. We've gone through another full evolution in the cycle of the moon. Another full rotation, and we're one one moon closer to the end of this pandemic, which makes me happy, I can tell you. And so it's time again to draw a major arcana card to see what will be the symbol of this month in the way that the Wheel of Fortune and the change it represents symbolize this last full moon. And I'll tell you what, you can believe me or not, but I I shuffled the deck a ton of times. I really wanted this one to be random to make sure that it wasn't, you know, tainted by, by the previous state of the deck. You know, cleansed the whole thing. And yet I just knew, I knew what card I was going to pull. And I did. And it's the world. Because that's what the tarot has just been telling us all month is that things are changing, things are opening, possibilities are opening up, and it's time to take whatever we've learned internally and take it out there into the world and do things with it. The world is the very last card in the Major Arcana, and it represents the, the culmination of this spiritual journey where we take all the things we've learned once we, we got out there and saw the mysteries and, you know, bathed in the starlight. Uh, and we come back uh, through a few things, passing out judgment, and finally taking it to the world, taking that wisdom we've learned and applying it to, well, everything. The figure in the world is surrounded by a circle, which of course has no end, and even more so, uh, there's ribbons tied on the top and bottom of the circle in the sign of infinity to indicate that this is not really an enclosure. Uh, it has no end. The world has no end. You know, it's a modest mouse line. The universe is shaped exactly like the earth. If you go straight long enough, you end up where you were. There are no borders, no boundaries. The world is everything. Uh, the figure in the center is a woman flying in the air, holding two wands at her side. And if we remember the very beginning of the, the, the major arcana is the magician, who is holding one hand with a wand up in the air and an empty hand pointing at the ground. And this is symbolizing that we're no longer trying to summon the magic from the sky. Uh, we are up in it. We are among it. We have been summoned up into it. It is part of us, and we are part of it. 
surrounded by the greenery of growing things. And then in, in the four corners, we have uh, four heads, a man, an eagle, a bull, and a lion. Um, and as I've mentioned before, these are the signs of, of the four evangelists, the gospel writers in Christian um, iconography, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And when we've had this card before, I believe I said that I didn't really understand what those were doing there. But as I was sitting and thinking about it today, I realized that I do. I understand what the point of them is. You know, when these cards were made, they were made by uh, the Order of the Golden Dawn, which uh, had its good sides and bad sides. I'm not, uh, I wouldn't consider myself a member of it by any means. Uh, but it was trying to find a new way of relating to the mysteries of the universe apart from Christianity. And it existed in a context in which Christianity was everything. You know, this is, I forget, like late Victorian, early Edwardian England. Um, and, you know, in this European context, there had been no alternative to Christianity for millennia. Um, so it makes sense that whatever spiritual wisdom they found in their own particular journeys, the world that they were bringing it back to was a Christian world. And it would do no good to them if they couldn't apply it in that Christian context. You know, that's why I think I've, I've said uh, once or twice that I'm, I'm not uh, no longer a, a believer myself. I wouldn't consider myself a Christian, but we do still live in a Christian world. Um, not to the same degree, but, you know, here in America, we are a largely Christian nation. And I hope I've made it clear and welcoming to any Christians among the audience that I believe that this is for you too. And it is not something that substitutes for or intends to replace your own personal religious faith. Uh, and that applies to any anyone else, whatever you are, whether you're a stone-cold atheist, whether you're Muslim, whether you're spiritual, um, whatever it is, however it is you relate to the universe, I believe that tarot is for you too. And so this magic that we're bringing back with us, uh, it applies to the world as it is, not as we imagine it could be, not as the idealized form of it that we've caught glimpses of in the moon and the star and the sun, but as it is. And we have a responsibility to it. The world is us and we are the world and for us to be good people, we must make the world a better place. Whatever it is we learn, whatever it is uh, that we gain access to, higher things, lower things, middle things, anything in between, none of it's any good if we don't apply it to the world around us and to the people around us. And you know, now is this time. Things are opening up. I'm starting to know people personally that are vaccinated, which is such a blessing. Winter is loosening its grasp. 
we'll be able to leave our home soon and go out into the world. And what are we going to do there? That is our challenge this month. To get out of our own heads, which is where tarot lives and does its magic, and so it can only do so much. It's up to us to take that and figure out what its purpose is. Why are we here? What is our goal in life? What is our tiny but crucial part to play in the project of humanity, in the project of consciousness? You know, I don't know yet. Good thing we've got all month, right? But that's what I'm going to be trying to think about uh, both as I do these readings and in my own daily life and in my own daily practice, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whether it's work. What's the point of it all? <laughs> Easy question, right? I look forward to seeking the answer with all of you. And of course, with these 78 pieces of paper, that have given me so much in such a mysterious way. Because after all, these are just cards. <laughs> <laughs>